This is Lincoln's home for sports talk on the FM dial. Also online at theticketfm.com. On the internet. KNTK FM Firth. 93.7 The Ticket. This is On the Block with Stricken Bach. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here as the Big 8 tournament champion. 93.7 The Ticket veteran and lover of bread, Jake Bockelman. What? I like bread. Coming at you live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. This is On the Block with Stricken Bob. Hold up. Welcome back on the block. It's the second hour once again. Again, we're here every day, every night, every evening. From 4 to 6 Central Time, you can find us on all streaming platforms, YouTube, Twitch, Facebook, uh, Google, Apple, all of the the freaking uh, uh, platforms. What else is there out there? Man, I mean, there's so many of them out there. Um, what's that one? Spotify. Yeah. The one that's all in the news. Right I'm kind now. of an old, I'm kind of an old as they call them. I, I don't know why, but for my, for whatever youth I have, which, you know, some people would say thirties old anyway, but, um, I, I don't keep up on all that stuff as well. I don't know why. Man, there's just so many of these platforms out there. I don't have a freaking clue as to where they all are and what they all mean. But anyway, college football, the 2022 season is, it's getting closer. Spring practice will pop up even before you know it. Everybody in the transfer portal has jumped in there, and the national signing days have been signed. Some have signed in early to class. Some is already starting to get their playbooks in order. 132, actually 131 programs at the FBS level, they have a good or somewhat of a good idea of what they're going to look like this season because we all know that that transfer portal will get hot again after spring practice. But we're going to talk about the signal callers this this hour of the start of the 5 o'clock hour. We're going to talk a little bit about the Big Ten and who we think is the best quarterbacks in the Big Ten. Where would you rate them? Where would you see count, uh, Casey Thompson? Where does he fit in the discussion? And we still don't even know if Casey Thompson is going to be there. You never – Sugar Purdy may come in there and get busy. Or, or Logan Smothers may, you know, just have a, a great, great spring. I still don't think he may, may get there, but, you know, that's just – that's my opinion. But nonetheless, you just never know what that's going to play out to be. But as of right now, the most experienced of those guys is Casey Thompson, so it looks like it's that. Uh, coming off the thumb injury, now he's going to be hopefully healthy going into spring. Where does he fit in the conversation of Big Ten quarterbacks? Where would you put him, and where do you think he fits? Bach. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. Athlon did an article about it today and had him at sixth. I think that's about where I would put him as well. I I mean, it's kind of a a, a great season for returning quarterbacks in the Big Ten. So, you know, six might seem like a slight. Maybe some people think after, you know, leading the Big 12 in in touchdown passes and all that. But there were quite a few guys in the Big Ten. And it sounds weird. (laughs) Even it's coming out of my mouth now. But that had a lot more touchdown passes than the leader in the Big 12 this past year. Part of that, of course, you know, kind of split uh, quarterbacks over there at Oklahoma. uh, Kind of stuff going on there. But in any case, um, I think... I think that's about where I'd have him. I, I think 
Uh, some people would discount C.J. Stroud a little bit over there at Ohio State um, because of all the talent around him. Obviously, he had you know that three-headed monster they could throw out to. Um, he's going to have you know that that type of talent again. Jackson Smith and Jigba showed what he can do in the Rose Bowl. Um, you know, you got Marvin Harrison Jr. going to step up. You know, they, they've always they, I mean they've got guys to replace the guys on their way out. But four thousand four hundred thirty-four five passing yards 44 touchdowns and six interceptions easily put cj stroud at number one for me um and in in by probably a pretty big margin but uh a couple other guys made a pretty good case the other guys that i have in front of casey thompson at this point uh would be aiden o'connell at purdue uh he finished the the final games the final six games with 22 touchdowns and three interceptions as purdue went five and one down that stretch uh 28 touchdowns 11 interceptions overall for 3712 yards for aiden o'connell i think right now he's probably earned the right to be ranked ahead of casey thompson peyton Thorne, of course, not going to have Kenneth Walker next year. Um, I had four games where he threw for under 200 yards. You kind of wonder, without the weaponry there, is he the next Tanner Morgan, a, a guy that uh, flashed really great with Minnesota a few years ago, hasn't been the same since without the same type of weapons. Uh, but I think Peyton Thorne actually, um, especially in that bowl game, kind of looks looks the part. I, and, and they've got some good uh, additions, probably not a Kenneth Walker, but some good additions in the running back room to maybe replace that. So I like Peyton Thorne. I think Sean Clifford, another one that probably deserves to be ranked ahead of Casey Thompson at this point. 21 touchdowns, eight picks for the veteran last year, 3,107 yards. Um, could use a running game. Uh, that certainly could help him. Uh, wasn't there much, and Penn State faltered down the stretch last year, um, but there was certainly a difference. I mean, their backup quarterback, by the way, was really rough, and, and, and hopefully he gets better. You never know. Um, uh, if, if you, know you can look at Artur Sitkowski over there at Illinois, who once threw for 18 interceptions in the Big Ten play, and then last year looked pretty solid when he got the opportunity. So it's not over for the Penn State backup, but, man, do they need Sean Clifford to stay healthy last season and might need it again. And then the other uh, quarterback I'd probably take over Casey Thompson at this point is Tala Tagovailoa over there at Maryland. Uh, 3,860 yards last year, 26 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. Five interceptions in that game against Iowa. Uh, I know you can't just take out one game, but if it were, if you could, 26 touchdowns and six. Uh, what, I guess he, he threw two touchdowns, so 24 touchdowns and and six interceptions without the Iowa game, who's uh, been picking off everybody the last couple of years and especially last season. Um, that game counts, but even still, I'd, I'd probably take him. Uh, I'll probably had a Casey Thompson, if nothing for else, if for nothing else, his experience still in the Big Ten, and they had to win a lot of games, pretty close games there at Maryland, and, and he proved that he could do it. So I'd probably take Casey Thompson in, in, you know, next next up over guys like uh, maybe a Tanner Morgan or even a Cade McNamara at Michigan who who I think is might be replaced by JJ McCarthy but either way not too flashy uh Casey Thompson I think could could do it for that for that type of playoff team so a lot of other people would probably have Cade McNamara a little bit higher but uh, I'd probably put Casey Thompson somewhere around the sixth category well personally I think um you know just being authentic and real about it I think Spencer Petrus is way better than than uh, uh, <laughs> I, I, was I couldn't even say that with a straight face. I was, I was try, waiting. I was trying to put. I was trying to put you in the box and make you just kind of lose your mind for a second. But way I, better I than who? You had us all You had us all waiting on pins and needles. Like, wait a minute, who? Who is he better than? We didn't see much of it last. Oh year. man, I. I, I, you know, I felt so bad for my, my young fella, my nephew out there with, with, with that crew throwing to him. Oh, Alex I, Padilla was worse. 
He was worse. Oh man, I, I still can't figure out how we lost that game. I was, I, I still <laughs> cannot figure out how we lost that game. I mean, because yeah. they are horrible to me <laughs> offensively. Other than their running game, to me, Iowa was horrible. Yeah, I, I well, just thought, their defense was phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, obviously special teams. Yeah, so special teams and defense, but. Whew. It's going to be interesting, though, like I say, to, to see what happens and what, what comes out of this. You know, like, um, you know, Talia um, Tagovailoa, I, I, you know, I'm interested to see what they're, they're able to put together. They've got a you know, great system, great coach. Um, they recruited well. I just they just didn't show it um, yeah. in this last year. And so uh, it's going to be interesting to see what type of pieces. But still, he he was pretty solid throughout the year, other than you said that's that, that Iowa game. Um also, thing I'll be looking at is is that uh, the Michigan, the Michigan, uh, how that's going to pan out because there's there's a battle going on there, you oh, know, yeah. between McNamara and McCarthy. So there's there's going to be a battle, and you know, are, are they going to go with the two headed uh, uh, monster approach? And you know, sometimes that works for teams, but a lot of times it didn't. You know, sometimes just that that not being able to get into a rhythm, not being able to get into a flow, you know, and you have a certain amount of plays and stuff like that. You know, it doesn't allow. But for me, definitely the leader of the pack is C.J. Stroud. There's no question. Um, uh, you know, I, I, I think Aiden O'Connell is dangerous. I think he's got the arm to oh, yeah. do everything he needs in, in, you know, even at the next level. Um, you know, I think if they add a a receiver or two, they could be dangerous, Purdue. You know, then and then maybe step up their defense a little bit. Their defense was very porous. But if they do that, I mean, they they were they were off, offensively pretty solid in, in in some games. I mean, so I I think there's some some things out there. Um, you mentioned Peyton Thorn. I'm still not sold on him though. Yeah, it, he was hit or miss, and certainly didn't look the part against Nebraska. But the yeah, a lot of these guys, you know, sometimes it's just a matchup or the game that they're playing up against. Obviously, if you watch Casey Thompson against Kansas or, or Oklahoma, he'd be much higher on this on this board. But a lot of ebbs and flows, ups and downs for those guys. Uh, I thought Peyton Thorne looked really good in the bowl game. That's kind of why I had him there. That was without Kenneth Walker. Of course, they're going with against a Pittsburgh team without their star quarterback, Kenny Pickett, as well. But that doesn't change the defensive side there. Um, uh, and, you know, they, they went up a pretty good defense defensive-minded coach there, and Pat Narduzzi, former Michigan State defensive coordinator for what it's worth, and I thought he looked pretty good there. So I, I, I think it is a bit of a prove-it year, and I, I, I do think that there's a possibility he falls into the line of Tanner Morgan, who I mentioned earlier. Tanner Morgan threw for 3,252 yards, 30 touchdowns, and seven interceptions in 2019. In Minnesota, yeah. Last year, he and he's back another year, but last year, just 10 touchdowns, nine interceptions, only 2,000 yards, yeah. um, very limited. And that's how it's been the last couple of years without those star wide receivers. Uh, for Thorne, he's still got some really good wide receivers and, and Jalen Naylor and some and, and those guys. So I, I think that he's, he's still going to kind of be maybe relied upon a bit more. I, I was impressed with him. I think he, I, I would still probably pick him above Casey Thompson at this point, but I could be eating my words by the end of the season. Hopefully I will be. Well, I think for me with, with that, I think, you know, Kenneth Walker, the third, you know, his season there made it so much easier for Peyton Thorne to be able to, fake those that that play action game would had to be phenomenal for them you know to be able to put that in the in in the in the bread basket of him and then pull that thing out and you've got linebackers sucking up and 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 opening up zones right behind the linebackers it gave him just great throwing lanes i thought he had great throwing lanes with that running game that walker brought to the you know to to the uh, program I, now without if they're not able to replace that 
and he has to take the the brunt of that, I, I think you find that similar situation uh, falling into places as, as you had, you know, with um, uh, Tanner Morgan. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's possible. I think Michigan State, and, you know, this is kind of moving off the quarterback thing a little bit, but Michigan State's just uh, going to be so interesting to watch because it was kind of a debate how much are they relying on Kenneth Walker how how much of a difference did he make um, and obviously it was a huge one but how much are they going to be able to move off of him Mel Tucker you know signed that huge extension uh, to stay in East Lansing big victory for the Big Ten um, but was that a flash in the pan success based on having one of the best players in the nation uh, or is that something that we're going to see be able to to moving you know moving forward um, that success that they reached in the portal and had last year did carry over into this year they, they got a Colorado running back who was a bit dinged up this last year, but the year before that was right up there for offensive player of the year in the Pac-12. Um, so they do have another another dude, as they say, in the running back room. Uh, we'll see if he can kind of measure up to the success they've had there. But I don't know. It's kind of weird. It was is is almost um, it almost seemed like a fluke when you watched him play Ohio State, right? I mean, Michigan State, obviously, you know, the, the the Michigan victory. I mean, there's nothing fluky about that stuff. But when it came to that Ohio State game, man, did they look outmatched. Yeah. 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 Call us. Call us or uh, at the Honda Lincoln hotline at 402-464-5685. Let us know what you think. Let us know where you think uh, Casey Thompson would fit within the big eight structure of quarterbacks that's out there right now. Do, where, where would you place him? Would you place him to the top tier, middle tier, bottom tier? Or are you going to wait till the spring practice to, to be able to get a good look at him and put your eyes on him to see where you think and he we may fit at that point or Texas at the uh, uh, at the uh, Sutter Heyman text line at 402-464-5685 as well. And just give us an idea of what your thoughts is on it. I mean, personally, I have my thought on it. I think he probably would fit in the middle of the pack as well between six and eight. But, you know, that's that's just without putting my full eyes on him, just looking mm-hmm. at some tape of him. I love his footwork. I love his ability to escape, but yet keep his eyes downfield and to be able to find guys. I I, I think he has a pretty good read progression to be able to take looks at his reads, get off of them quickly. And, and he's not afraid to, to, to take what's given to him. Uh, he doesn't seem to be someone that's dangerous and, and which we, I think we need at Nebraska dangerous at just, firing balls into zones, into small pockets that are not necessarily there and and creating turnover opportunities. But hopefully he won't feel so much pressure that he'll be able to just find those guys. And hopefully that that wide receiver room will be able to create separation that sometimes that we weren't able to create last year. I think we've got some, some great guys in that receiver's room that will be able to hopefully create that space, get depth, get deep and uh, be able to run great routes to to be able to create that separation that's needed to to complete passes. Yeah, I can't I can't wait to see him and and you know it, it's it he kind of had an up and down season too. Like I said, if you watch the Oklahoma tape or the Kansas game where he scored seven total touchdowns, you know you got to do it. I don't care if it's Kansas and Kansas was better than Kansas has historically been, but you don't just walk waltz into a game against any Division One opponent and, and mass seven touchdowns total uh, in a game they lost, by the way. Um, but uh, it, but it was just you know that those are some you know great stats. And obviously, if you watched the Oklahoma game, you could see him sling the ball all around on that Sooner defense, which would make you feel good about um, the Sooners coming up to to Nebraska this this upcoming game. Although they have a, a defense now, a defensive minded coach 
that might make that a little bit different. So we'll see how that turns out. But he, he kind of had the up and down season. He was pulled in other games uh, because they, you know at Texas you always have um, some pretty good competition there, and, and and you know another four or five star right behind you uh, if you're not up to par. Uh, of course, he had the thumb injury on his throwing hand. So you know how much did that hold him back in some of those games, um, and 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 how much will, might that linger moving forward? You never know with those things either. So um, I, I think he's he's the clear favorite to win the job. Um, I can't wait to see the quarterback battle. I'm, I'm interested, like you said, in, in Logan Smothers. How mu- how close is he uh, to to taking that job as well? Obviously, he's welcoming in competition, not backing away from it as of yet. Will Nebraska have this group of quarterbacks by the time fall starts? Or, or will maybe after the look of spring, one or two guys think, well, I got my look and I don't think I'm in the mix. So uh, they move on. That I mean, that's partially what's interesting about the, you know, the Michigan thing with McNamara and McCarthy. McNamara has been, you know, I think all those guys are probably going to do really well off of NIL, but he's really kind of embraced himself in the community in Ann Arbor. Um, so it'd be, it'd be hard for me to see him go, but JJ McCarthy seems to have more of the upside down there uh, or up there. I should say, I guess geographically we're at up there in Ann Arbor. And, and you just wonder, I don't think McCarthy is the next Justin Fields, but you kind of think of, uh, you know, Kirby smart choosing uh, to go with, uh, to go with Jake Fromm over Justin Fields all those years ago. And I'm sure he would like to, to take that back just because Fromm took them to the national title game. And so how are you going to, how are you going to, you know, move off? Him? Justify that. Yeah. yeah. How are you going to justify that? But then ultimately we all saw, okay, yeah, Fields was better and probably would have been a better long-term potential. Is Harbaugh going to have the same type of question in his mind where Cade McNamara took him to the playoffs, but Jay McCarthy might have a higher upside. Again, I don't think he's necessarily flashing like Justin Fields did his freshman year at Georgia, but there's something there. Well, here's what I love about the Casey Thompson situation is that, you know, he's referenced that game. He's referenced the throwing of seven and, and five touchdowns, so forth and so on, but he's not satisfied with that. Like he's like once more. And so from, so, so that's, that's kind of that hunger, that passion, that, that worth ethic that you want, you're not satisfied. That's not good enough, you know, especially taking the L. So I'm look. That's what I'm looking forward to seeing. You know what that that work ethic's gonna, how that's gonna pan out for him in the upcoming season. So we'll take a break right now. Not unless you have something else to say, Bach. Oh no. About this specific topic. I mean, you know, hey, we can talk about it all day. We can also <laughs> talk to you on the Honda Lincoln Hotline at four zero two four six four five six eight five. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about the former quarterback Adrian Martinez and some things he said on the news that uh, kind of woke up to make some eyes go. When you come back, <laughs> have a good 